is Gertrude. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Well, I guess this is where I should introduce my guest for today. Huh? What was that sound? It sounded like a tiny person. Actually, I think it was a lot of tiny people. But we've covered this, tiny people. You can hear me, but I can't hear you. But still, I did hear a bunch of tiny people just say something like, Hey, Rhea, you just said the wrong name. The wrong name? I said the wrong name? Let me think back. No, I definitely said, This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for... I didn't? Huh. Well, there is only one way to double-check this. I will have to invent a time machine right now, this very minute, and then circle back to the moment when I first said my name in this episode. Perfect. Oh, hmm. But then two of me would exist in the world at the same time. This could cause all sorts of space-time continuum problems. Unless... I have a new idea. Totally new idea. I'll just play the recording of myself. Ha! That'll be so much easier than inventing time travel. Okay, let's do that. Here we go. Back to the moment where I most definitely said, this is Rhea. This is Gertrude. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I can't believe this. Who is Gertrude? Tiny people, I don't even know a Gertrude. It's kind of an old-timey name. Nothing wrong with it. If there's a Gertrude listening, I like your name just fine. Well, sometimes my brain works in mysterious ways. Let's just move on and pretend it didn't happen. I'd like to welcome my guest for today. It's an actual tiny person. And this tiny person wrote a story that I'm going to read for you right now, before we get to our main story. After I tell you this story, I shall reveal the identity of my guest. I know, this is all very thrilling. Okay, here we go. Tom and his seal. One day, Tom went to the aquarium. He saw seals. It was really neat because you could feed the animals. Tom fed the seals. One seal liked it so much that he jumped over the fence into Tom's picnic basket when he wasn't looking. Tom took him home. When the seal jumped out of the basket, Tom didn't know what to think. Instead of calling the aquarium, he put him in the bathtub. The seal liked it in the bathtub. Then Tom called the aquarium while the seal was in the bathtub. People came to take the seal away. Then the poor little seal had to say goodbye. And from that day on, Tom went to the aquarium every day. 
shall now reveal the author of this story. Okay, this was kind of a trick. I wrote the story. But hey, wait, I'm hearing you protest. You said it was written by a tiny person. Also true. I wrote Tom and his seal when I was seven. Yes, way back in a long ago time we called 1992. So you could say I just did a little bit of time travel, eh? Anyway, why am I sharing this story with you? Because Tom and his seal was the start of something. Something that has stretched from way back in 1992 to today. And that's what our story is about. It's called The Story Garden. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Dee Dee heard them whisper to her as she skidded through a patch of mud on the sidewalk. She picked herself up and listened before she got on her way. As she walked home, she heard one in the whistle of the wind. Later, she saw one pop out of her drawer as she put her clean clothes away. That one made her laugh. (laughs) At dinner, as she dipped her spoon into her soup, she could almost see one forming itself in the bowl. None of this surprised her or scared her, or worried her. It had always been this way. For as long as she could remember, ideas, exciting, ridiculous, fun ideas, had visited her throughout the day. Ideas sometimes woke her up in the middle of the night. Well, that's a good one, she'd say, sitting up in the dark. Then she'd fall back asleep, and have some more. Sometimes ideas crept around corners, but in a friendly, how-do-you-do type of way. Ideas seemed to pop out wherever she went and wherever she looked. The clouds shaped themselves into whatever she imagined. The moon was chock-full of them, beaming them down on her when she was up late. Sometimes her dog, Gertrude, barked the ideas, as if she had come up with them herself. Doubtful. On some days, no ideas visited her at all. But that didn't worry Dee Dee. She had been through that enough times to know that, eventually, they'd come back. Dee Dee went about her life doing all the things she could do in the big, wide world in which she lived— skip rocks in the stream, glue googly eyes on potatoes when no one was looking, zip up all the zippers of all the coats in the closet, and, well, there are too many things to list. The world is a big place. Dee Dee also loved the world inside of her that was just as rich and vast and also has too many things to list. There was no map there, no compass, It was hard to get around because her imagination was a big place. 
With so many ideas, it was tough to balance her two worlds— the real world where one could skin a knee, and her imaginary world where one could land on an alien planet where all the people had forks instead of hands, and their hair was made of spaghetti, and their favorite color was blurple. We don't have it here on Earth. It's very pretty. Dee Dee also felt a bit frustrated because she couldn't seem to hold on to her ideas for long— they dropped into her ear or perched on her knee or knelt on her shoulder for a moment. And then they flew away. It was much like when you catch a firefly in your hands and you watch it flash once or twice and marvel at how such a creature can live in the same world as you do. And then it lifts up and away to glow elsewhere in the night. Dee Dee dreamed of taking her ideas, holding them close, and setting them down somewhere safe. But how do you set down an idea? Can you put it on a table? Can you tuck it in your pocket? Dee Dee wondered about this for a while, a very long while. She knew she would eventually have an idea of what to do because they always seemed to come her way. Then, one day, it came to her. Dee Dee smiled. This one was good. Dee Dee ran upstairs and found a space in the corner of her room she shared with her sister, Gertrude, where it was quiet, so her ideas would not be scared away. She made sure there was space enough for each one. Then she bent down very quietly and whispered into each spot. She was whispering her ideas. As she was doing this, Gertrude appeared in the doorway, as big sisters tend to do, and asked her what she was doing. What are you doing? Dee Dee glanced up and shrugged, then went back to work. Her sister shrugged, too, and left her alone. She was used to seeing Dee Dee doing odd things like this. When Dee Dee was done, she sighed with relief. Ah, <sighs> her ideas were set down. She felt like her mind could finally take a break. She went off to eat a piece of cheese. The next day, she began her work. Dee Dee visited each idea. She gave them light. She gave them warmth. She gave them love. She gave them time. And slowly, they grew. What did they grow into, you ask? Did they grow into palm trees or sunflowers? Did they grow into carrots with their greens sticking out from the floorboards? Did they grow into hermit crabs? No, and the hermit crab thing would be especially weird. No, 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 no. They grew into stories. Dee Dee had made a story garden. She watched as her story garden grew. Some of her ideas did not grow into stories. They withered away until they were very small, and then they disappeared with a tiny poof. Dee Dee didn't mind. Somehow she knew not all stories grow strong, and that's okay. 
Some of her ideas grew into the beginnings of stories and did okay, but needed a lot of care to do better. She took care of those stories, and some of them grew taller and stronger. And then there were the few ideas that shot up into stories tall and strong right away. She didn't need to do too much with those. She just had to give them space and time and let them grow. And as they grew, they took on lives of their own. Dee Dee had done something remarkable. She had made a home for her ideas where she could set them down and turn them into something beautiful. It felt really good. Now, when a new idea came to her, sailing out of the blue sky or dropping into her mind as she was busy drawing smiley faces on her toenails, she held it close until she could go up to her room and set it down in her garden. And she tended to it to see if it would grow. Ideas come to me at odd times, and I try to write them down. If I don't write down my ideas, they usually disappear forever pretty quickly because I have a terrible memory. So I plant the seeds of my... Sorry, what? What was that? Oh, I could have sworn I heard some tiny people just now. Did I do something again? What? That can't be right. I called Dee Dee's dog and her sister Gertrude? Oh, that's crazy talk. I mean, for one thing, why would her dog and her sister share a name? That would be highly unusual. It would get rather confusing. Let's say dog Gertrude needed a walk and person Gertrude was supposed to take her for a walk. If someone asked where they were, it could get very tangled up. Well, you see, Gertrude is out walking Gertrude. Or, Gertrude is being walked by Gertrude at the moment. May I take a message for her? See what I mean? Anyway, let me refer to my notes. No, 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 no. Dee Dee's dog's name is Sinclair, and her sister is Genevieve. Neither of those names sound anything like Gertrude. (laughs) So, sorry. Tiny people, you must have heard it wrong. It happens. Totally normal. We're all human, except for the baby dinosaurs listening. But, I mean, I guess you can always just listen to the story again and double-check. Let me know what you find out. All right, back to the important stuff. As I was saying before I was taken aback by unfounded claims, just like Dee Dee, I set down my ideas and take care of them, think about them, work on them, and over time, I grow them into stories. Because this podcast is my story garden. I remember when I wrote Little Hedgehog Goes to School That story came to me in a flash. I wrote it so fast. I remember exactly where I was sitting. The whole story came out almost all at once. That doesn't happen a lot. Other stories, like Andre and the Elf, take much longer. That one took me a whole year to finish. Every idea is different. And it all started back when I was 
around seven, probably earlier, when I was making up stories and drawing pictures and writing them down, just like in Tom and his seal. So my question to you, tiny people, is would you like to start your own story garden? I want to encourage you to grow one. If you have an idea, try to catch it and hold it long enough to write it down or draw a picture of it. Maybe you can grow it into a story. And if you have a story, please share it with me. You could write it down. You can draw it out in pictures. I used to do that a lot. You can even record yourself telling me your story. And I would love to share your stories. I'm still working out exactly how I want to do that. Even without asking, I've received a bunch of stories from listeners. I've gotten quite a few in my inbox lately, and I'm really impressed with your creativity. So I know many of you are already dreaming up stories, and if you would like to share them, send them my way. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My first picture book is available for sale on Amazon. It's called Little Fox Can't Wait to Dream. It's a bedtime book, and the link is in this episode description. You can also find it on my website, littlestoriestinypeople.com. Special thanks today go out to the tiny people who provided sound effects used in today's story. Thank you so much to Oliver, Noah, Elena, Diana, and Emma. You can send your very own sound effect to Gertrude at littlestoriestinypeople.com. I mean, Rhea, ugh, R-H-E-A, Rhea at littlestoriestinypeople.com. Oh my gosh, what is happening to me? <sighs> Thank you, as always, for listening in. 